You're listening to Every Song Has a Story, an independent podcast that aims to provide a platform for artists to talk about their inspirations and their unique process of writing songs. Big City Productions is committed to carrying on the conversation about local art and culture in your community. Hey, hey, what's new out there in the world of songwriting? We want to hear from you. Reach out to us and tell us who you think we should interview. It never hurts to ask, and so far we've had good luck meeting musicians who are willing to give us some insights to the way they go about taking an idea and developing it into something they can bring to the stage. Speaking of requests, our next guest founded a band that we keep hearing about. Their brand of island rock has filled dance floors across Canada and we can tell that the connection they create with their audience is authentic. Their mix of pop rock and reggae influences have joined the bill with groups like The Wailers and Ziggy Marley. The band has been busy juggling between writing new material and playing shows. They find the most efficient way to operate is to book recording sessions while on the road touring. They really emphasize the importance of being organized as a band and as songwriters. So it's no surprise that they have a reputation of being first-class professionals. This is the first time that we've featured an unreleased song on the podcast. So show some support and hit the pre-save link in the description. Be the first to know when new music is released. For more information, find us on Instagram at Every Song Has a Story, or as always, BigCity.com. Like, ooh, that's a good idea for a song. Write it down. There's uh, good chances there that it will be. There's some magic there, and it's got an energy that you can't really replicate. It's like telling a story. So don't forget the details. It's pretty amazing what can come out of just a little idea like that. Hey, my name's Earl Pereira from the band The Steadies. Our style of music, we call it Island Rock. And I'm also formerly of uh, the band Wide Mouth Mason. And today we're going to talk about our upcoming single that's coming out in a few days called Philophobia. Could you describe the day that the idea for the song came to you? You know, we had written a whole whole bunch of songs over, you know, during COVID and um, and you know how it how it is when you've got a whole bunch of tunes uh, to work on. It's you kind of just got to go with what's inspiring you that day and the ideas that come to you that day. And um, I had. Uh, seen the word I had and I was wondering what that is because I thought it was an interesting an interesting word that I'd actually never heard before and um, I looked it up and saw what it was what it meant which is uh, fear of so it's an actual it's an actual fear it's an actual phobia and it's it's a fear of love fear of either falling in love or being in love and uh, or, or being loved period so I thought that was very uh, interesting because 
you know, I, I've experienced it and, uh, sometimes still do. And, uh, you know, especially when there's, there's people out there who probably are obviously experienced this as well. So I'm sure this isn't an uncommon thing. And, uh, I thought that would be really something really cool and relatable as a topic for a song. So I just started, um, thinking about me personally in my life because sometimes when you're writing songs you you gotta write about what you know right or else it's just not gonna hit so what came first the music or the words the music so uh my my roommate at the time was my guitar player chris and uh so we would we would spend a lot of time during the lockdown just like working on music like i was saying and um I have a studio in my in my house, uh, and um, you know it's a perfect tool for us to be able to not only write music, but we can whip up really really good sounding demos, so that we could send to the rest of the guys in the band, and they get a really good idea of of the song, and then can and then can you know contribute and collaborate and add ideas of of what how to make it better. So yeah, this was definitely music. So we, the two of us, just would jam some ideas. So either something he had, a riff he had, or uh, another trick to songwriting for me, for any of you uh, aspiring songwriters out there, is to just always like if you got an idea, and uh, whether it's like you know a melody that you've been humming while you're driving somewhere, or a beat or a bass line or whatever it is, a lyric, uh, for, in this case, it was uh, two things. It was, it was a riff and it was also, um, hearing that word, which I thought was a great song title. So you write these things down when it comes to lyric, uh, or, uh, and you keep track of it and, and you stay organized and keep them all in a good notepad, which is what I do for song titles, potential song titles or lyric ideas. And then for melodies, like I was literally, I think driving, it's usually, I usually get musical ideas when I'm, when I'm traveling or in motion. Um, and, uh, pulled over and, and recorded it in my, in my phone. Uh, just like a melody or it could even, it could have even been the baseline, I think. And, uh, and then I title it so that you know what it is. So if you're, when you're looking for ideas to write, you kind of remember, oh yeah, that, I'm going to, I feel like working on that today. And that's kind of how that happened. You know, I have the baseline in my head and, um, which I hummed into my phone. So it sounds pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, then you can, it's pretty amazing what can come out of just a little idea like that. And, and then, and one word. So, uh, that's kind of how we we did do most of our music that way is usually music first but sometimes it's the other way around this this case it was music and what did you learn when you were writing this song oh good question um i learned that um it's a real thing like this philophobia is, is something that uh like i said i i, I felt like i i, I had experienced I was uh, married for 10 years and uh, had a great marriage. 
actually. And um, when it came to the point of us deciding to, we don't even really, we didn't even really call it um, ending it. It was more of like, we just changed the nature of our relationship uh, to, you know, still being, keeping true to what we, what we promised each other, which was uh, to be in each other's lives and be there for each other forever, right? Uh, just in a different way. You know, we, you know, sometimes people with, with romance, romantically, it's hard to keep that spark going and uh, felt like we had lost it. And, uh, but we were still best friends and uh, still had lots of love for each other and just wanted the best for each other. So when, you know, you, you become, when I became single and just on my own again, it felt like, um, felt like I was in my twenties again when I first started my old band, like where I, I'm just now doing music again, 150%. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, it's like, can you no longer have a partner? Like my wife is not my wife anymore. And, uh, and you're kind of scared to put yourself out there. So I just, I guess what I learned is just that it takes time to get over uh, being by yourself again. And you have to learn um, just how to be, you know, independent again. And um, you just learn a lot about yourself. So I did a bunch of traveling. Uh, so I did some solo backpacking trips, which I had never done in my own entire life, really. And uh, you just learn a lot about yourself and you just get to know yourself better and know what you want in life. So, and and for me, that's, it's music. You know, that that's going to be my number one um, thing. I, I've done on dates though, man. Like uh, there's some lyrics in there uh, that are kind of pretty cheeky um, that I had fun writing. Like, um, like the second verse is you're, you're looking for romance, someone to share your king size bed. But when, but when Cupid took his shot, he missed your heart and hit your head. Cause sometimes you overthink things, uh, a lot when, when it comes to wanting, you know, going on a date and, um, and, you, and that's not good. You know, that's when you get into your own head is when you start getting the anxiety of like, I don't even know if I want to go on this date anymore. And then you kind of self-sabotage it so it doesn't happen or you just, you know, you, you cancel on the person. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hopefully not. there's no ghosting involved, but sometimes there is. And so, yeah, I've just, you just kind of learn to be comfortable with yourself again after after long relationships like that. Did you write this song with a specific audience in mind? In a way, I guess. Um, I, this song, just from the music of it, uh, felt like um, it was going to definitely be really upbeat and a little more rocky um, than probably the most, you know, we, we definitely have that rock and roll side to us. Uh, especially when it comes to, like, you know, reggae rock, like Sublime, Police, things like that. And I, I figured, I felt like this song, this musically was 
in that vein, but even something even newer, fresher than that. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely felt like it was going to fit into, like, you know, what, maybe alternative uh, stations, even, even more into the rock world, um, college and stuff like that, radio. And then lyrically, um, I just, you know, I just thought that it was the audience is just going to be, um, you know, our, our, our regular normal audience of people that, that, that love our music and, and uh, expect there to be some really um, fun, uh, upbeat, energetic music. But we all, they also, anyone that knows us knows that lyrically, you know, there's always going to be some surprises in there uh, and, and a little more depth than what you would think uh, an upbeat, fun song would have. Uh, so, and th- this this definitely falls into that category, you know, it's something um, sort of serious we're talking about, but uh, but the music is so, you know, fun and upbeat that you just kind of, you can't help but groove to it. So... I, th- I think the audience is, is still like our target audience that, that normally listens to everything we do, but definitely leaning def- towards the rockier side of, of our audience. So as the song plays through, I'm wondering what part continues to resonate with you? Uh, if I had to pick a specific, it would probably be... Um, probably in, in the choruses... Because um, fear of love will never bring you happiness. Despair, um, yeah, all, all those, all those things is just good reminders that um, that being afraid of love or to love somebody again is uh, it, it isn't going to be good for you in in the future, and in, for your happiness level. Despair won't ever bring you happiness, you know? You're afraid to love. Um, so uh, that that really that really resonates with me because I definitely felt those things, which is why I wrote them. And um, yeah, it's, it just it reminds me, it remi- it's a good reminder for myself just to still stay open-minded. I know I'm f- focused on music 150% again, but uh, to always be open to the possibility that I may meet somebody again, um, I'm just not gonna try that hard. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not closed off to it. I'm, I'm still open to it. Have you ever performed this song? Yes, but not very often. We uh, just finished a tour with the Mad Caddies um, from California, and. Um, it's actually a great song to play on that tour because that was a little bit more of a reggae rock crowd. And um, it was nice to have another tune in that vein that we could throw into the set. And uh, yeah, it was great. We, we played it every show, um, probably six shows on that tour. And then again, um, when we had a, a few more shows after that earlier in March, we did it. We did that every night, and yeah, and the crowd just reacted so well to it. Everyone, you know, it's, it's like they reacted like they knew, like it was familiar, which was awesome. What was the most challenging aspect of getting this song ready to record? It's it's a, it's like an 
ongoing challenge for us because we our drummer lives in another city, um, and and Chris and I are here in Saskatoon, and uh, we have a member that um, that is sort of you know part time in the band too that um, that is involved creatively with with helping our music and stuff like that too. He's in BC, so just getting us all together in one place is a challenge to record. And um, you really just got to plan it around sometimes touring because you, that's when we're all together. And then you plan some, some of the days off, uh, aren't, aren't actually days off. We're, we're in the studio instead and either rehearsing or, or recording. And where was this song recorded? The song was recorded in Victoria, BC, uh, at a little studio uh, called Lagrange. Uh, friends of ours um, that are real, um, in, in, in the best way, in the best compliment possible, like music nerds and gear nerds, and uh, they have made amazing gear. Um, they know how to use it and. It's just a tiny space they only use really for themselves. They don't rent their studio out to anybody else um, for their own projects, but um, but they let us go in there, so it's great. Did anyone accompany you on this song for the recording? So the drummer's name is Curtis Schultz. He's been the, the second longest um, member of the band. He joined in 2017, but he's been a bro of mine for 15 years so nice to have uh, a good friend that you trust to, to join the band because i've gone through a couple drummers and uh it's nice to have some stability back there uh so he's an Edmonton and he's a great producer and mixer himself so he he's got his own studio in edmonton and and we did all, he did all the mixing for for this track in his studio called night vision music academy it's also a music school for, for engineering and uh guitarist on the island his name is jesse clark so he's the one that got us set up with the little studio there um with the friends of ours that are out there and uh he joined the band in 2018 and um it would have been a year after our founding member the the my, my best bud that i started this band with uh, passed away his name was juice lee justin juice lee so we lost him in 2017 that summer um a few months after curtis joined the band actually uh, sadly um, and out of the blue uh, brain aneurysm so yeah, then a year later, there was a year where we weren't doing anything and um, kind of a bit of a dark place. And Jesse uh, got introduced to me through my vocal coach on the island in Victoria. She's also one of my best friends and she was coaching him and she told me, hey, I know a guy that would be perfect for you guys. And, uh, and sure enough, yeah, he became the next guitarist. And then Chris here in Saskatoon, was in another band as much as I wanted to play with him I didn't want to steal him from his band so I had to uh it just kind of worked out over the last couple of years of 
of getting to know each other and becoming buddies and, and playing more music together that uh, that he ended up becoming a full member of the Steadies in 2020. And uh, there you have it. Chris Below, Jesse Clark, Curtis Schultz. Were there any recording tricks used when you were tracking this song? I would say... I think the, 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 the most kind of unique thing we did is just kind of not really the way music is made anymore, uh, which is recording live. I was very adamant about us doing that, recording that way as much as we can. So that's why it helps to all be together. You know, once uh, things opened up, I knew that I wanted us to to do things live, just the old school way, uh, like on the bands that we love and grew up listening to. There's something special about it that is just... It just feels different. I think someone told me Neil Young uh, had said something that um, if you're not going to record it that way, then don't record it all. <laughs> so he's very extreme. Do it live off the floor, and uh, and I get it. I mean, that's that's it, it, there's a, there's some magic there, and it's got an energy that you can't really replicate um, doing things one at a time. So uh, that, that was our trick, was, was being, doing it old school. Where's the best place that we can find this song? Best place we can find this song is going to be um, on all streaming platforms, of course. Uh, it'll be on, like April 14th. It is when it actually drops. And uh, so, yeah, you can, you can get it on Apple, Spotify, all the streaming platforms um, on on our website, thestudies.ca, you're going to be able to, uh, you can download it, which is great for us because uh, it helps people be able to, you can, you know, buy and download, you know, the old, the old way sort of, <laughs> and it helps support the band and, and then, you know, you own the tune. Um, so yeah, so those are, those are going to be the main ways. Eventually, you know, we're going to have finally have some some physical product again to be able to sell at shows. Um, and then you'll be able to get it on a, on a record as well. What can we expect from you in the future? Well, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting times for the steadies. We, um, we, we, we are planning our first U.S. tour in the fall. So we're going to start making inroads down south and, um, you know, bring, bring the rock steady to the States and see what we can do, see how much damage we can do down there. What advice would you give to anyone starting out as a songwriter? Read the book Murphy's Law by Ralph Murphy. Because that'll save you a lot of time and heartache and frustration of writing songs because he was the master, um, a master songwriter, my, my mentor and, uh, got to work with him personally. We, we lost him in 2021, uh, COVID. And, um, it's just the lessons you can learn, you learn from somebody who's got, 
has written number one hits in every decade since the sixties, right? It's just another level of of writing. And um you know, he would he would be the first one to say, You gotta write what you know and you've got to always remember the details, you know? Don't if you're if you're writing a line like um for example, um I went to the store today. You you would say I walked through the green grass of the park and into the blue sky on my way to the old creaky mom pa shop down the street. Like it's it's a totally different way to say something, right? It's it's descriptive. It's like telling a story. So don't forget the details. And um, what I was saying earlier, which is be organized. You know, that's how you never get writer's block is when you have so many ideas um, in it, that you can pull from either in, a, in, voice, in your voice memo recordings of melodies, music bits, um, or, you know, an, a notepad of song titles and lyric uh, themes and anything like that. You got to always be, um, always be aware of what could potentially be a great song. You could even be watching a show or a movie and someone will say something in it that strikes you and be like, Ooh, that's a good idea for a song. Write it down, you know, write it down. There's uh, good chances there that it will be. So there you go. Could you do a shout out to anyone you think we should check out? Uh, there's a, uh, a friend of mine who who's helped co-write a couple uh, steady songs. Uh, one that's actually coming out this summer, and one of our more popular tunes called "Love Revolution," which was was actually an, an album title as well as a song. Uh, but he's fantastic, and he goes by Origami Army, so Origami with an I, uh, and an army. Uh, he's, he's like a one-man army. He's, he's a great writer and um, lives in in the Okanagan, BC, and uh, trying to get to support your friends, right? And uh, there's a new um, record coming out that that I actually um, co-produced with my brother, Efren. Uh, had recently got him out of producing retirement. <laughs> he he's he's been my my guru and mentor since I was a little kid, uh, he was he was touring in a band when I was in grade six. So he's, he's a huge reason why I wanted to be in a band and why I still am in a band. And then when he um, evolved into producing, he opened a studio, which was really hard to do. And it, and it wasn't successful, unfortunately. It didn't last that long. And then kind of stopped doing music. But over the last few years, I got him back out, and there's a local artist in Saskatoon. Her name's Aurora, Aurora Bella, and uh, she's got um, a new record that's about to come out, I think, um, next week. So check her out. Uh, she's been touring a lot and playing a lot of shows. Not touring, but getting a lot more shows, putting herself out there. And uh, she's very talented, so check her out. Like, oh, that's a good idea for a song. Write it down. 
it's a good chances there that it will be. There's some magic there, and it's got an energy that you can't really replicate. It's like telling a story. So don't forget the details. It's pretty amazing what can come out of just a little idea like that. Hey, this is Earl from The Steadies, and you're listening to Every Song Has a Story with Big City Productions.